You know, Joe, I knew communism was bound to fail. Really? I saw the red flags. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you know, Joe, if I was Two-Face, you think I'd choose to wear this one? <laughs> a, a, a Lincoln joke. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Carnival Personnel Podcast. I'm Jacques. I'm Joe. And uh, it's been a, another slow news week. Uh, probably be a really short five, ten minute episode. I, I'm don't really have much to talk about you, Joe? No, no, I think this is uh, going to be, we might as well just be another sideshow. You want to do a sideshow on what? Uh, uh, Snickers uh, bars? Or... Our, our favorite sports emblems? Team emblems, <laughs> right. Yeah, you, know, like, like, you know, we can, we can talk about our favorite teams moving to different cities and which one we think worked out the best right. for the fan bases. Yes. Yeah. I know. Collective bargaining in the AFC, <laughs> you know? Okay. Um, Anyways, as we record this, it is Saturday uh, late afternoon. Um, the election of 2020 was looking at my notes. Was was that four weeks ago? Was that weeks? <laughs> when? When exactly did the the, the uh, you know uh, it was election was on Tuesday, and the results and and you know President elect Biden was just named a short. About 80 hours after the polls opened, about <laughs> 85 hours after the polls opened, we fought. But, you know, here we are in like 1820. By the time the news got on the stagecoach and, and the carrier pigeons got here. But uh, anyways, Joe, uh, we'll just start off. And that's probably my the only thing we'll talk about is the election of the 46th president of the United States to be one Mr. Joe Biden and his, um, you know, uh, black, Asian, female, daughter of two immigrant, vice president, one, you know, Kamala Harris. And I honestly could not be, I, I don't know if I'm more relieved than excited or more excited than relief, but either way, I'm exhausted. I'm with you. I think it's uh, this was a squeaker. And as we're recording this, we assume Joe Biden is going to be the next president of the United States. All all signs pretty much point to that being the case. But there will be recounts. I don't know if that's going to somehow flip the numbers so that the Electoral College somehow goes into Trump's favor. But this isn't going to be a smooth transition. This is going to be wrought and fraught with lawsuits, court challenges, tweets, although I won't see them because I've blocked every single Trump on Twitter after I got word. As at 11.30 a.m. on Saturday, I went to my Twitter and, you know, part of my celebration process was to block every single Trump account that I could find, uh, even the parody accounts, except for Trump comedy nerd. You don't block Trump comedy nerd. You follow that until until you're dead. But um, yeah, I, I'm uh, this should this is a lot closer than it should have been, but not closer than I expected. I uh, I'm, I'm I'm worried about what the next four years are going to hold for the U.S. and for the president elect. Well, we'll get into all of that. We'll take it a step by time. First of all, 
watching the election and going to bed Tuesday night, you know, can you get in the way back machine with me? Do you, do you remember last Tuesday? Because I, I don't fault you if you don't, because it was seriously 79 uh, um, news cycles ago. <laughs> or I'm, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. 614 news cycles. How did you go to bed feeling Tuesday night? Drunk, because I was drinking. I had about six beers, and um, it was a work night. <laughs> but I, I, I drank responsibly. I started early, and I, uh, I, I ended up uh, downing my last beer around uh, 11 o'clock. So, you know, I got a good night's sleep. And... Um, yeah, I, I knew that it wasn't going to be called. I was surprised to see Arizona being called by Fox so early, as was, I think, even Fox News viewers. Uh, one Fox News viewer in particular was very upset that they were the first to call it. Uh-huh. Would that be the president of the United States? It, 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 it would. It would. You've, you've been side by side with me. Watching the Bruins win a Stanley Cup, watching the Patriots win Super Bowls. Um, you've also been beside me when there's been a game seven and our beloved sport team didn't win. Which is tougher to be around me? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, can I phone a friend on this one? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 miserable both ways, but I, I think I'm worse to be around when my team is winning or going to win. Like if it's a nail biter, like last time with the Bruins losing game seven to, you know, St. Louis, it's like, I I knew it was over early and I was, and I I went to bed Tuesday night, not crazy late, 12, 1230, one o'clock. I didn't have the radio on in the background. I'm like, I got myself to go to sleep and I felt horrible. I felt just dread. And I kept telling myself, this is what was supposed to happen. Everybody said, "He, you know, you're going to go to bed with him losing the election and you're going to get up and he's going to be winning the election because they can't count the mail-in ballots. That the Democrats, the reason they were hammering, you know, no mail-in ballots and trying to start it is they knew the more people that voted, you know, more likely than not. And the fact that he's demonized mail-in ballots at his his fan base, I, I you know, I don't know, I don't know to call them supporters of fan base after four years, but his fan base had it drilled into their head that mail-in ballots are bad. I have to go in on the day and vote. And every party said that, yeah, he's going. You're going to go to bed Tuesday, and then on Monday and Tuesday you started seeing, no, you know what? He's going to win this outright. Uh, Biden's going to win an outright on Tuesday night. It's not going to be as close. And and it it's it we'll get we'll get to that in a little bit, but it is shocking it was as close. But I kept telling myself, don't be despondent, don't be despondent. And it's weird going to bed, your team losing game seven, but there being a game eight and a game nine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like like the World Series used to be a nine game thing back with the Black Sox the last time there was a pandemic. Uh that was a nine game series. And and that's what I kept telling myself. But you know, just the sense of foreboding and dread. It's like, okay, everybody says the mail-in ballots. But then again, everybody said he had a 10-point lead, so there's no way he's not going to be closer. And in some of the places like Philadelphia, like Pennsylvania, 
Tuesday night, I went to bed and he was down 600,000 votes. Yeah. Like, 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 dude, we're talking 28 to three down. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That was, um, the, the whole Monday, I'm sorry, Tuesday through Saturday, waiting for the final call, if you will, was the opposite of edging. In my opinion, it's that sort of like I'm on pins and needles and there there may not be a happy ending to all of this. This I'm waiting for either the, you know, governor to call and stay the execution or somebody to throw the fucking switch. Like just, you know, one way or the other, don't leave me hanging. But there was always those calls for calm and those little those little uh, dopamine hits of little hope like, oh, you know, Wednesday morning. Biden seems to be, you know, climbing up higher in the polls. And then you start seeing all these other counties like, you know, here we're seeing that, uh, you know, like you've mentioned, Pennsylvania, that's what put him over the top. But we were even looking at Nevada, Nevada, by the way, Nevada. What the fuck is it literally just like one guy that, you know, during the rest of the year, he's a greeter at Walmart. But then on Election Day, he's the one vote counter. Like, I don't understand What's taking so long? I don't. I still don't think they called Nevada, even as the even even at the airing of this podcast Monday. They, I don't. they had just done it about maybe a half hour, forty five minutes ago, and it's based on. But the funny thing is, we're now all experts on each different state's electoral process because they're all different. And I feel like this is the Olympics. What? How much do you know? About the intricacies and the rules of synchronized diving. Zero. Three days into the Olympics, we all know everything about that sport. Like, whatever the sport is that, you know, our country is like, oh, we have a great, you know, we have a great, like, skeet shooter. And we watch it fanatically. And by the end of that week, dude, we know the minutia. We're all into the weeds on it. A week later, if we were quizzed on any of it. <laughs> yeah, right. We're going to forget a lot of these processes. And by the way, let's not lose sight of the fact that I don't even think Massachusetts has officially stopped counting votes. Like, there are still ballots coming in. It's just that the margin of, of difference between Biden and Trump was so razor thin. I mean, I think Biden at the end of the day is going to win by less than 1%, which in fact, entitles Trump to challenge or, re- or to initiate a recount. Uh, Wisconsin's the same way, less than 1%. He's got, or Georgia, you know, that they're going to yeah. get a recount in Georgia. Georgia, by the way, I, will, I guess we'll talk about that later, but their Senate races are also too close. Yeah, we, we will get into that. Um, as far as, like, state by state, so we go to bed and he lost or he didn't win. And Trump, of course, and everyone says, yeah, he's going to come out and say, I won on Tuesday night. Everybody. And then when the when when the movie unfolded exactly like we read the script and then we went to see the movie and and, and, and it was true to the script. And it's like, okay, this happened. This happened. Oh, now he gives a speech. This happened. And then. But the the thing that scared me is how great those margins were in a couple states. But by Wednesday afternoon, you're like. Okay, well, it looks like he's going to take Wisconsin and 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 Michigan, and I, we went to bed Wednesday night thinking, oh my God, they because they called Arizona, like you just said it, like Fox called Arizona, and a couple other states got called, and at that point, Wednesday night going to bed, and even Thursday waking up, 
oh, you know, everybody's saying, oh, here comes the mail-in ballots in Pittsburgh, and, and they're coming in from Pittsburgh. They're coming in from um, Philadelphia, and the Pennsylvania, he's going to win. And I'm like, dude, he's he's still down by three hundred thousand. I mean, how you know how many fucking mail-in ballots? But then you remember, you go back like last week. And over a hundred million people voted by mail. Oh, no, I don't know if it's hundred million, but every state, every state in the union shattered its record for mail-in ballots. Mm-hmm. Every state in the union uh, shattered their record for early voting. But but a lot of states, and this is going to sound like craziest, one of the craziest things. One of the states that had their shit together was Florida. And one of the reasons Florida had their numbers on Tuesday night that the president was hanging his hat on that, you know, had us all doom and gloom is that the Florida numbers came in on Tuesday night and that they were pretty solid. And there was always like they were like 90 plus percent counted. The, the, the reason Florida had its shit together is you were able to tabulate the mail-in ballots and the early ballots before election day you couldn't put the results out there but you could get everything counted and secretly keep the number to yourself and tabulate there the 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 legislature the legislators in philadelphia in pennsylvania it's a republic and 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 again you go state by state where there's all the bullshit and yes all the states where there was bullshit all the states that have republican-led legislatures either restricted mail-in ballots or restricted early voting or restricted. And in Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania, I keep saying Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania, you couldn't count the mail-in ballots. You couldn't open the mail-in ballots until Wednesday. Yeah. And then, so then you have all, then you have Trump saying, oh, where did these, all these ballots just magically appear? And it's like, no, they've been sitting there for a month. Your people and the thing is, they're smart and they're strategic about it because then they turn around and they start, you know, like any good conspiracy theories. It's like, yeah, how come all of a sudden there's, a, you know, a hundred million of these ballots? It's it's all part of the thing. And what I've enjoyed greatly and hated immensely at the same time is as we're recording this podcast, so far there's been over a dozen lawsuits filed, already over a dozen lawsuits filed. And you see these mass protests of his fans trying to stop the count of voting in these states and mass protests and lawsuits making him continue counting in other states. <laughs> you, 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 I mean, and people will put the side by side footage on from like the different news outlets because stop the count. Count the Stop. votes. Stop the count. Right. Count the votes. Because in Arizona, they got called early. You know, there were still a couple like uh, of counties that weren't done counting that are very heavily Republican. Maricopa County, Maricopa County. <laughs> and, and what's really funny is my sons are like just mesmerized because when you look at like Steve Kornacki, who, by the way, who who won the election? Who won the 2020 election? I don't have cable. Uh, no, specifically Steve Kornacki. Like the guy's always been like, but on MSNBC, like Leslie Jones, you got to go follow Leslie Jones. She has been going nuts about him. Anyways, it will blow up the state to take up the whole thing. And you're looking at Nevada and there's, it's as red as red can be. It's your mom walking in on your masturbating red and there's two 
two on the one side of the state we know a blue dot and one side are like 98 percent of the state is ruby red and then there's these blue circles and then you come to find out like we're now experts on curling during the olympics <laughs> yeah oh 73 percent of people in nevada live in that blue dot down there and 15% of people live in that blue dot down there. So the rest of the state is just a vast wasteland. Yeah, it's just like cacti. You know, I think cactus get to vote in Nevada. And then the same thing. You look at you look at Pennsylvania. You got Philadelphia and you got Pittsburgh. And there's a couple other little blue dots here and there, but essentially the entire state is red. And and, and look, we've always talked about this on this podcast and and you and I have talked about it since I've moved to California and I realized, oh, well, I've driven all over California and you got Los Angeles and you got San Francisco. Everything else is pretty red. Like yeah. like the state is the state when you when when you realize that, you know, between San Francisco and Los Angeles, that equates for truly. 55 60 percent of the state's population and when the state wins the election at like 65 percent you know i mean honestly san francisco the the hour radius around san francisco 45 minutes radius around san francisco and los angeles truly it's a you go to man's chinese theater and you get one of those ra- you know and and you, and you say a 30 mile radius around that area is all blue outside of that it's ruby red and and so many states are like that but um yeah but that's the there's, thing. A, there's what, a great map online where it's a i think it's like a video or something that shows that land doesn't vote people do and it starts off with the electoral college voting map where it shows that most of the heartland is red and you know there are come some blue states here and there but then it wipes away and then it only shows dot Dots colored by the population's, you know, leanings, whether they're blue for Democrat, red for Republican, and the size of those dots. And the big blue dots are all along the coastlines, and they're bigger than the little tiny specks of red dots that are, you know, dotting the landscape of the rest of the country. And, yeah, most people, the population, more of them swing towards uh, the Democratic side. So, you know, that's... That's one um, indication as to why the Electoral College will probably never go away unless we're more like Colorado and other states adopting the, you know, that they, they passed a proposition in Colorado this year, which other states, I think Massachusetts might be one of those states, to, I forget what it's called. It's like the, you know, flip the Electoral College, whatever it is. But essentially it's if enough states that have enough of the electoral votes to surpass 270 adopt this proposition, what they'll do is they will turn over automatically their electoral votes to whoever wins the popular vote in their state. Um, I don't know how many tweets you saw and how many talking heads you listened to, but the awfulness slash hysterical joke of a nation holds its breath to find out if the guy winning by four million votes becomes president, yeah, <laughs> yeah, if the winner is the wins the election, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, but, but as of Tuesday, as of Thursday, and so again, so so Tuesday night you go to bed feeling awful. Wednesday night you go to bed twenty four hours later feeling ah, oh, he is actually going to win. 
he's actually going to win. And you, you feel good, but you don't feel great because he's still down 100,000 in Pennsylvania, but they're like, there's 600,000 votes to go. And in the mail-in ballot so far, he's coming in at 65%. So if he continues that trend, he's going to win the state by 40,000 you know, votes. And you're like, okay, but what? If? And then on Thursday, it was pretty clear he was going to win. It was pretty clear he was going to win. Oh, wait, there's a batch from this county, and he's not up by 60. And and I was taking screen grabs, like every time they updated the four main states it was coming down to, which was Nevada, Nevada, Arizona, uh, because Fox called Arizona, I think, on Wednesday morning, as did Huffington Post. But CNN, MSNBC, BBC, AP, all the other news outlets didn't call no, Arizona. AP did, and, AP did call Arizona. It, not, not oh, until— Oh, maybe before. It was Fox was first and then AP second. Yeah. And, and, and so—right. And so uh, <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. Yes. The funniest meme that management showed me that I, I need her to get a screen grab and send me because I guess Trump went off the rails that—, that Fox had called it. And it's a screen grab of everybody in Bart's class staring at him. You can't see Bart. Bart's in the back of the class and Miss Grabble and the whole class is just kind of staring at him, kind of not angrily, but like, what's he going to do next type thing? And it's like, and the caption was the rest of the media waiting for Fox to call the election. Right. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's the uh, say the line, Bart. When he, becomes, when he becomes the I didn't do it boy and the whole class is just looking at him like just waiting for him to say the line and, and the media is all like oh man if he lost his shit on one state being called if Fox calls it but anyways um, but yeah so I go to bed Wednesday feeling less dread and semi-optimist but it's like dude there's a lot of shit that has to fall in line but again every talking head every voice of reason i listen to says the same thing over and over it's like don't forget this is what we said was going to happen on monday and we had said it last friday that day by day that you're not and we and it's funny because every election in our lifetime it's such a footnote or a joke, Joe, that three weeks later, it's like, oh, and the final tallies are in from Wyoming. <laughs> and yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because, no, things trickle in. But state by state had different laws. You couldn't count these ballots to this day. Well, you couldn't count in each lawsuit. In every state that he's lost, the, you know, on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, he filed to stop the count in the state because this state says we can count the votes that come in up till Friday as long as they're postmarked by Tuesday. If you got it postmarked by Tuesday and it gets to us by Friday, you can do it. And then, well, and then there's some states where he was behind and the laws say, well, if you voted with a provisional ballot or if your vote, if, if you did mail-in ballot and you tracked it online, well, let's say it got damaged in the mail and it didn't show up or whatever, you had until Friday to go in and I forget, cured it cure you could cure your ballots it is some states were using it and so that's where the you know keep voting you know you know keep voting or keep keep counting keep counting lawsuits were filed and then in and in, in pennsylvania it was stop the count stop the and you had militias showing up to try to stop counts in some places uh, my favorite one were the QAnon women in mariposa county um on their knees like praying like like almost like bowing down praying or their hands up and and honestly talking in tongues and 
I've been off Twitter except for this week, and and I think management liked that when she saw it. I just text. They look nice. Oh, they seem nice. You know, I mean, just the craziness. Uh, a couple places, I think it was Mariposa County, had to escort their counters home. Oh, my favorite lawsuits. So they're 0 for like 12, 0 for 13 in lawsuits so far. The only lawsuits that they've gotten some some kind of satisfaction on, I don't know if you call it that, it's – they were being told they have to stand 10 feet away from the people counting the votes and they sued and were able to stand six feet away. Like, like that was one of the lawsuits and most of the lawsuits got dismissed by judges and by the courts. Um, I, I was like, there was a transcript of one of them. Uh, they were saying again, I think it was in Wisconsin that there was no Republican, um, uh, vote watchers allowed in the room and the judge is like are you sure there was none you're saying there was zero well the number wasn't zero there was a non-zero number <laughs> it, it was a non-zero thank you, thank you. <laughs> and it's like okay I, I i i think we can uh all go the fuck home now and those are the kind of lawsuits and you know what like you and i were afraid of most you know when that Bitch, Ruth Gator, Bader Ginsburg died on us and couldn't hold out another month, quitter. Uh, that, okay, they're going to put this woman in there who's going to swing the vote. And they did. They've already gone to the Supreme Court once for the same issue that they've gone to twice in the last, like, few months. And they said, no, we're not dealing with this right now. You know, and they kicked it back down. And, and that's the thing. It's like you can't uncount the ballot. So I'm not worried at all. I mean, he is the president-elect. He's going to be giving a speech. Uh, he gave a speech. Um, Saturday night. He gave a speech Friday night, too, before it was official. Mm-hmm. And he gave a speech saying, I'm not giving a speech. I'm confident we're going to win. And, you know, it's so – the bar is so low. You know, credit where credit's due. Um the current president set the bar so low that all you have to do is come out and show an, a moniker of civility and you look like this great uniter. Like, like he didn't come out there and spike the ball. He, he didn't come out and say, you know, he's like, I got my work cut out for me. You know, I'm going to be the president of the United States. I'm not the blue state president or the red state president. I'm going to – and and it's like because he didn't gloat and because he – so – um, so I, I was, so, so Tuesday was a rough night and I kept telling myself it's going to be okay, but I really didn't believe it. And Wednesday I said, well, things are looking better, but we got a long fucking way to go. But by Friday I was on the train of, oh, come on, Nevada. <laughs> Wait, we're not going to hear how your Thursday night went. We got to tell the people how your Thursday night went. So, so that's a must honestly, see TV night. And, and I wasn't, well, I was, I was watching Mandalorian. I, Hey, I, I you got my priority. Oh. Um, but I, I, the management explained to me the meme. She goes, oh, you know the meme about the person walking in with the iced coffee? I'm like, no, because I saw this. I'm like, I don't get this. It's like, and somebody's like, here comes Nevada with their votes result. And it's just a picture of a woman walking into an office carrying an iced coffee. And the whole thing is like, you know, oh, mom's in the hospital. We got to get down and see her right away. And then you walk in, you, you walk into the emergency room and you got like a fast food bag and, and an iced coffee. It's like, wait. You stopped, you know, yeah. like, like you didn't. You you stopped for an iced coffee. Well, yeah, it was on me. I, I said, look, the drive-through was quick. It's like, but but 
but we're all waiting for you. It's like, <laughs> so I shouldn't have so, stopped to get that haircut. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, so, so then, uh, but on, by Saturday morning, the networks, the, by Friday night, the networks, which started, is ladies night. I, think. I feel all right. <laughs> oh, what a night. And the, the network spokesperson were like, Dude, we just read what they put on the teleprompter. <laughs> like, like we, 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 we see what you see. It's like, oh, he's up by ten votes. There's eight votes left to count. Right. Nevada uh, seems to be taking a nap. I think it's nap time. <laughs> we don't want to. Don't talk too loud. Or we might wake them up. Um, and, and so that's and they're like flat out saying, yeah, we're not the people who make the call. We just tell you when they call. We're with you. We we and then you have the 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 they they take the 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 people out of the locker they stuffed them into they t- they took the nerds <laughs> you know fix their wedgies and say explain why you haven't called it yet well you gotta see and this thing this is a remote possible and 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 the truth is two thousand anybody who was in the industry in two thousand when Florida was called and we found out what a nightmare that was and then even the last election there was a couple states that were called wrong early and that's why everybody's been gun shy plus you didn't want to make a call and and i don't know trigger a lawsuit mm-hmm, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like so so moving on joe i was upset as everybody else not as everybody else there was a few people more upset because they were affected more but when stacy abrams was robbed in the in the open she got mugged and broad daylight, and nobody did a fucking thing about it, of her governorship. She won the governorship of Georgia, and it was clear that she won the governorship, and it was 100% stolen from her. And it was wrong, it was awful, and thank fucking God that it happened. Because she didn't go quietly into the night. She didn't have a, 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 a pity party. She's like, this shit ain't gonna happen again. And what Stacey Abrams was able to do across the board in our nation, but specifically in Georgia, and again, it, Georgia has not been called as of this taping of the podcast, which is Saturday night, but what that woman has done to to get the vote out, to really be the leader of have a fucking plan when you vote. Make sure you register. Make sure when you go to the polls, if you go to the polls, that you have your ID, that you have your birth certificate, that you have a permission slip from your mom, that you bring your high school yearbook photo with you. Uh, go with a friend. Do this. She truly has delivered Georgia, a state that hasn't voted and uh, it hasn't gone blue in 28 years. And now... Like you've already mentioned it, Biden is going to be president. As we do this podcast, the Senate is up for grabs. Now, before, I don't want to be doom and gloom on this podcast. I don't. But the House lost 10 seats. Uh, we were supposed to slip, flip the Senate. You were right. I was wrong. The Lincoln Project was completely ineffectual when it came to the Senate because everybody they target. Mitch McConnell won in a landslide. Lindsey Graham won in a landslide. Um, Susan Collins won very comfortably in Maine. Um, all those awful senators that they targeted to flip the Senate, uh, all of them won their seats. The Senate 
the control of the Senate is going to come down to two runoff elections, both in Georgia the first week of January. If if a, a miracle happens and w- the Democrats win both of those seats, it's a 50-50 Senate. And with, with uh, Kamala Harris being the deciding vote, you can get shit done. If it is 52 to 48, we know – we know that that President Biden is going to be, you know, in a in a ass kicking contest with one leg, you know. So those seats, it's not as important as getting the White House, but it's it's not a distant second, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yep. It's it's pretty, and it's Stacey Abrams. What she did, um, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, if she was governor, maybe she could have done some voting law things and maybe it would have been easier. But I honestly think the way she lost galvanized uh, the base, the Democratic base in Georgia to get out the vote and to vote. And we, we won't know, but I truly, truly believe that she was the most instrumental person in that state. And probably one of the most important figures in getting out the vote that we've had this election cycle. Yes, right. I agree. Way to ad lib, Joe. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn because if there's one thing you know about me is as great as I am, as as smart and articulate, as good looking, my greatest fault is I'm too humble. My, like, like that's that's just that's just you know my greatest flaw is I don't take enough credit. I spent all all Monday and Tuesday phone banking, and it's funny. One of the things that really spurred me on is I see Michael Moore on MSNBC on Monday, and he was saying, and and he was brought out like, "Look, you were the doom and gloom guy, but you were right last time. What are you saying this time?" And it's like, I think we can win, but. This is what it takes, and he's going to have a lot more voters. He called that he was going to have a lot more voters as well, and he said, but go through your phone book. Like, you're not going to convince somebody in QAnon to vote for Biden. Don't don't make that phone call. Don't send that email. It's a waste of time, but do you know somebody who's not going to vote? Do you have a friend who thinks, you know what? It really doesn't matter. It, it 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 doesn't matter. I'm not going to bother. You know what? I uh, I hate Trump, but I don't really like Biden. So you know what? What the fuck? That's a person you pick up the phone and you call and you have a conversation with. This is what Michael Moore was saying. And I sat there and I thought, huh? I I think I've talked to everybody, but maybe I should go through my list. And I did. And one of the and one of my really good friends, um, our friend John, my old bass player, like one of my best friends, absolutely love him. Um, he lives in Texas and I like, and I called him and I'm like, dude, I know you're voting. I mean, he's, he's as pathetic and, you know, tree hugging as I am. And I'm like, I know you're voting. And is there anybody that you know in Texas and that all the bands you've played in and toured with, is there somebody, you know, who's not voting that you, you, you can think of that you, you haven't called yet. And he is just, he is just so always so like calm and he's so just smart and articulate and he's like Chuck what the fuck do you think I've been doing the last three weeks <laughs> and he's been phone banking full time and I'm like oh you know what I should be phone banking too and it, I talked to our friend John and John like yeah dude this is what I'm doing here's the link and he sent me a link and I sent all 
all day Monday and Tuesday phone banking, and I sent my phone banking thing. I have her. Oh, actually, friend of the podcast, Jenna. I um I reached out to Jenna. She is trapped in in, in Pennsylvania now, in the middle of the state, in red country. And I'm like, yeah, I'm actually making calls in your state. It's really easy. I took a 15 minute like Zoom. Hey, this is how we're doing it, and this is how it works. And the script's on the right hand side of the screen. And 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 they were saying. Don't get into a debate with somebody. You know, our job is saying, hey, are you getting out to vote? Do you need a ride to vote? You know, do you know what, you know, where your voting places is? And here's the information. Basically, at this point, that's what you're going to do. Like, and that is a goal to really get out the vote because uh, it's it, just what it is. And I did. And so, and, you know, she ended up phone banking in the state. And then I ended up phone banking in Texas, like, when when the phone banking ended, like I, I think it was like six o'clock East Coast time, you could still call because of the time zone differences. Like, and I did, and, and so do they take to uh, strangers down in Texas? I mean, you don't have that uh, twang, you know. You, you don't you don't sound like you're from from your you're from around here. I don't sound like I'm from fucking any English but, country. But there's only two there's only two things from uh, there's only two things from Texas that's steers and queers. And when I don't see any horns, it kind of narrows the choices down some. <laughs> uh, uh, no, that's not Apocalypse Now. That Iron Eagles. No, no, it, it's awful. Um, oh, God damn it, Chuck. Why bring something up? Anyways, um, so, you know, some of the other thi- oh, I, things. Oh, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Thank you. Um, you know, we, we, you know yeah, we won't really get into it, but some of the other interesting stuff is you wonder how much money um, the Rocky Horror thing race that we both watched with Tim Curry. I mean, it was nice to see how many people were like, this is what I can bring to the table. And I'm going to bring it to the table, you know, um, whether it was cast reunions of shows or movies doing readings or doing live and actions. I thought the Rocky Horror thing was fun. You know, did Um, did you like it? I I didn't watch the Rocky Horror live stream. Oh, you didn't? I thought you guys went down the Tim Curry rabbit hole. No, we watched like pre-recorded things that when young Tim Curry was in, we didn't actually watch, you know... I don't have fifteen bucks to shekel the shell over for a live stream for to see. It was a, so worth it. It was uh, so great. Uh, I'm it glad. Was Dawson Rosario Dawson, that actress. Yes, Rosario Dawson. Dude, she she uh, and Seth Green. Mm-hmm. He, he was fucking awesome. Nice. Uh, you know, uh, David Arquette was really he played the meatloaf role. Cool, uh, dude. It was really great. Um, but Joe. I saw um, it was it was six maps of the United States showing how people of color voted, how women of color voted, how you know men of color voted, how um, overall men voted, how overall women voted, how college educated people voted. You know, and the map, a lot of the maps didn't change as much as you would have thought, except for the map of just white men. The only states, uh, four states, voted blue. Uh, by white men. That's Massachusetts, Vermont, Washington, and Oregon. The rest of it is red. And um, I just want to put this out there. Uh, we got to go. <laughs> like our, our time's up, Joe. Like white dudes, we it's it's just, you know, you got to say bye, Felicia, to the whole lot of us. Okay. <laughs> All right. You've inspired me. <laughs> because honestly, it's like you, you see the states where it's like, okay, you know, you know, here's how, you know, whites voted in, in overall. And here's how whites voted college educated versus not college educated. You know, but when it comes to over overall, when you mix like 
whether college educated or not, high school educated or not, just the white male vote. <laughs> if the if only white men voted, this is what the electoral college map would look like. Yeah. Yeah, we need uh, people of color and women. Yeah. We we get but hey, we had a good run. We ran shit for what? We had the no last case. six yeah, billion we had, years. Yeah, it was six billion. Yep, I remember when the first white man rose from the uh, <laughs> the sea. We um, so some some of the other interesting things. So on Saturday, my wife, my wife, um, you know, friends like you and and, and Biff and All Star, sending lots of text and, and tweets back and forth. But my wife's like, "Did you see Vance Jones on CNN?" I'm okay. like, "No, Van Jones, Van Jones." I'm sorry. And I'm like, no. And at this point, I'm like, okay, I'm watching this now, and we're enjoying this now. I don't really need to see something from early. She goes, you got to see this. I'm like, fine. She does the screen marrying thing, and she's playing it from her phone. And, dude, it was like, I'm, I'm Niagara Falls. And to see him sit there and just for him to break up. But when, when, when he was asked, like, hey, what are you feeling today? It's like, it's easier to be a father today. It's easier to look my kids in the face and say, character matters and and honesty matters and civility and it was just i I don't know if you saw that but it was it was unintentionally as uh, he didn't mean to be as powerful as that was but it's like and and then on saturday you know management and i sat there and I'll, i'll be honest i spent time watching fox news i spent time the last three days i would check the huff post cnn MSNBC and Fox News on my phone as if we were sitting there watching Mandalorian or Shit Creek. Um, I, I want to see what they – and it was kind of funny how they started toning things down on Fox News and started – you know. Uh, I will say, fuck CNN. It's like why are you – why are you giving such a platform to Rick Santorum who sat there and it's like, well, this and this and, th- and then he's like, well, you know – He's going to have to be more centrist. He's going to have to. It's like, fuck, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. Like everybody's saying, well, Biden won by razor thin margins, razor thin margins, which means he's going to have to be more centrist. He's going to have. And it's like, has anybody been here the last four years? That dude lost by three million votes and he fucking because the convenience store didn't have the gum that he wanted, burn the fucking thing down. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he went in, I want raspberry juicy fruit. Oh, I'm sorry, we don't have this. We have strawberry juicy fruit. I want raspberry. We don't have it. Fuck this. <laughs> you know, calling a nuclear strike. Like there was no civility. There was no meeting in the middle. And that's a conversation for another day. But when I'm looking at Rick Santorum, I'm like, why are you making Anderson Cooper have this guy who ran on an anti LGBT? Um, Q platform, you know, on on his show, and why does he have to be civil to him? But at one point, they're showing the spontaneous dance parties, like like it was something out of the movie Fame. <laughs> what was happening on the streets of Philadelphia? Which, by the way, I love the fact that Gritty, who who hands down has been owning the mascot world for three years now, um, did you send me that tweet that like the French media? had to explain who Gritty was because he was popping up in everybody's <laughs> like they were seeing this orange, you know, guys, are, are they making fun of Trump? Why is there an orange, you know, thing? and it's like, so the, the people of France now know who Gritty is, but I will say like seeing these spontaneous dance parties. Well, I, I loved on Tuesday seeing people in line dancing. I, I really did like that. It gave me hope, but 
they were a being the um um uh keep voting and stop the vote protest going on around the country on Saturday morning there was Tons of people in front of the White House, tons and tons of people in front of the White House, tons and tons of people in Times Square, tons and tons of people on the streets of Philadelphia. I'm going to say 95% of the people we saw were wearing masks, 95 plus percent. And I'm serious when I say this, the people protesting, you know, stop the count or keep counting were not wearing masks. And I, I, you know, I, I don't know how deep we want to get into the things that he's going to have to deal with. But as we're recording, COVID is worse than ever. It's like the, the, the daily, the daily, you know, the daily number of positive tests, the death rate in our state of Massachusetts, they're starting to roll back when bars and restaurants can be opened. As of Friday, the Republican governor of Massachusetts has now restricted how many people can be in restaurants. It's it's scaled back, and bars and restaurants have to close at 9 p.m. now, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, people get, you know, and, and I heard a lot of people like, oh, does COVID have a bedtime? Does COVID not come out at 10? It's like, no, nah, but if you've been sitting there since 7, there's a difference between the decisions you're going to make about wearing a mask or not wearing a mask four beers in <laughs> opposed to two beers in. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you cut but, off. So, so, so COVID, COVID is dead. Um, but I, I, I jumped down to gritty. So, so, so on, on Tuesday, the president of course said, um, you know, he won the election. And then on Thursday, was it, th- was it Thursday? It seems so long ago. Was it Thursday? He had a White House briefing in which he was asked by, oh, um, Jim Acosta if he's just being a sore loser because he came out. A guns a blazing, saying that he won, that this is rigged, and 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 of course, we're at this point we're forty eight hours into it, and all these court cases, and again, you said what was it? The number is less than zero or greater a than non zero number, a non zero, and and all these. Oh, my favorite. So Oop. my favorite thing is on Tuesday, Thursday, when the election was starting to go the other way, clearly starting to go the other way. And Don Jr. goes to Twitter and and warns all the Republicans because you heard peeps out of anybody. Nobody was coming to bat for the president when he's suing everybody saying, stop the count, stop the count, keep counting, keep counting. And he's like, I don't know why all the people who are going to be running in 2024 aren't backing my dad. Like, you know, when he needs you most, where are you? And sure enough, Thursday night, Lindsey Graham shows up on the TV. Tech, all the people who are going to be running for president in 2024, we know they're going to be running Ivanka and, and Trump, Trump on the ticket. But all, all that was going – but I loved it that somebody called it the Pettysburg Address. That's pretty clever. Pretty clever, you know. But then you A.B. and I went back. I mean you and I are not fans of John McCain at all. Mm. But there's been moments – no, his politics. His politics mm. are pretty fucking awful. Mm. Uh, um, but he's a war hero. I mean he's done some great things for this country and he had a level of civility that we so desperately need. When you see his concession speech you know, when he, to Barack Obama, it's, it, 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 it's an awesome four minutes. I literally could not if, – if, if anybody hasn't seen it who can hear this, go watch – John McCain's concession speech to him because he starts to congratulate him and he's getting and there's all the booze like no 
He's a great American. He fought hard. We fought hard. We we went toe to toe. We don't agree on a lot of policies, but he's a great man. He's a decent man. And I and I mean, just I'm not going to do the whole speech. Mm-hmm. And if you got another five minutes after that, you got to go see George Herbert Walker Bush's, you know, um, George Herbert Bush's George Senior, his concession speech to Clinton, and then. You 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 know about the letter that George Bush left to Bill Clinton? I think so. Remind Dude, the audience. It's it's just it's just basically it's 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 worth the Google. Right. It's it's it, it's just a. He tells him where he hides his weed. Pretty much, <laughs> you know, you know. Hey, there's a glory hole down in this. End. Oh, you know, but it's it's unbelievable how much decorum and respect there has been in the past. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's funny, Mitt Romney didn't have a concession speech mm. like he did not prepare one because he honestly didn't I think he was going to lose he didn't bother to have a concession speech but john mccain and whether how much planned out it was and and same with you know the george senior i mean those are just wonderful moments and here on the other hand and it's to be expected like like nobody's here oh i can't believe he's filing all these laws so if you're at all worried about lawsuits I've barely left the TV last like week and th- he has no ground to stand on. The Supreme Court already said they're not going to, you know, you can't stop the count like Miami in 20 and 2000. They had stopped the count and like, OK, can we start counting? Can we do the red count that the dangling chats? There was more loose ends to sew up, to hide that election. These numbers are out there. You can't uncount these votes. You can't un publish these votes you can recount these votes you can recount the votes and and that's the thing it's like they're being so methodical about it so you know what i mean yeah let's face it we're talking you know just in pennsylvania i mean we're talking 15 million votes 20 million votes sure there might be a couple hundred one way or another that were miscounted but you're not talking enough to has about seven million votes Totally. And, and and are you looking right now? Just can you see what the difference is? So Pennsylvania, as of recording Saturday night, the count that the AP has is Pennsylvania for Biden has three million three hundred fifty thousand, and for Trump it's three million three hundred twelve thousand. So there's a less than one percent difference between the two, which in most states or whatever would constitute a automatic recount. But yeah, that's a swing of what the uh, forty thousand votes, less than forty thousand, and, and the votes that have been coming in, even as of the recording of this podcast, are mostly still in Philadelphia. Mm. You know, mostly, uh, you know, because again, if they're coming in from Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, born and raised. And, Dude, did you see that? There's no. so many tweets about that. It's like, <laughs> dude, I, I will sit here. There's, there's, there's been a couple well-written tweets about that. But uh-huh. the, the bottom line is, look, if you're counting mail-in ballots, well, he demonized mail-in ballots. You know what I mean? During a pandemic, that was the whole thing. It's like one side was embracing mail-in ballots, which is why he was trying to stop it. The other, COVID, you know, COVID is a is a hoax. I'm going in and mail and voting myself. Right. You know, side. So do you think the Biden side will also, you know, demand recounts in states that he lost in that by less than one percent? It's funny because um, the counting has been 100 percent accurate, 100 percent accurate. Above the board, complete transparency in the states that Trump won. Mm. <laughs> like, right. those are the, I mean? Well, those are the legal votes. Those we are the legal votes. 
you know, count, count, count every legal vote is the all lives matter uh-huh. uh, uh, mantra. But seriously, you go, you go through it. It's like, oh, all these lawsuits. And, and OK, let's say let's say you do a recount in Nevada you, because that was razor thin. But he won it. Recounted Georgia razor thin. But he won it. Even if he lost one of these states, he would have to Trump would honestly have to get. All four, all all four states he would need. He would need Pennsylvania, Arizona, um, Georgia, Wisconsin, and, and, and Wisconsin, and Nevada. Like everything, but all the states were that were that razor close. Yeah, you know. And again, you, fine. Ten, but but in 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 Pennsylvania, uh, you think you're going to find thirty? And and the thing is, okay, if you found thirty ballots that were miscounted. Uh, are all are 30 30,000 or all 30,000 miscounted in favor of Biden you know what i mean <laughs> it, look let's face it if a ref blows seven calls in a game yeah your team might have been the victim of four blown calls maybe even five blown calls it's unlikely that all seven blown calls are going to get against you mm-hmm. you know yeah. so i'm not uh, you know i i'm not at all worried um you know i'm 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 pretty i'm pretty excited uh and massachusetts you know Ed Markey won his Senate seat, you know, handily. But it's in, it's still interesting. I mean, he didn't. You see the ticker at the bottom of the screen. Doug Jones, who won the runoff in Arkansas, who was famous. He was a prosecutor who, forty years after the event, was able to prosecute the four guys who blew up that church, killing the three black girls, and 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 Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, that was his claim to fame. He won it, and he was the first Democrat senator in like fifty years. Um, so, but it was, he, he replaced Jeff Sessions. So he was only in the, in the seat for two, two and a half years. Um, he lost like 70 to 30, you know what I mean? So, so, but Ed Markey only won like 62 to like 30 something. So, I mean, Massachusetts, oh, that's the interesting thing. Um, management had a website that shows every, every, I sent it to you, every town in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was, it's funny, Ed. 25, 30% of towns in Massachusetts voted for Trump, but they're tiny, mostly Western mass, like podunk little towns. Yeah. But, you know, your town, your town, I think was like 96%, 97%. I was surprised that Lowell was only 65%, but there's a lot of old money in Lowell, you know, and there's, a, you know, you didn't see and a lot of Trump signs around Lowell. I think you got a lot of working class citizens in Lowell that decided got- Trump. Well, you got a lot, right? You do. Uh, it's also become gentrified a bit over mm. like the last ten. I mean, that's a downside of taking these old mill buildings and refurbishing them and making a great charter school and making this indoor kind of eclectic, you know, mom and pop type like record stores and all these. But at the same time, you also turn some of those mills into luxury condos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right, a lot of working class. But sixty five percent. The first ballot question um, about, you know, it, which you were kind of passionate about because you just went through it with your car. Yeah. Right to repair. Right. There's a, there was a question on the ballot in mass that uh, basically said that uh, if they voted yes on it, then you would allow independent repair shops to be able to access wireless or data wirelessly from new cars manufactured after the year 2022. If you voted no, then that would restrict that data to just the, uh, you know, like the manufacturers uh, certified shops. And um, there was a big push in mass 
by on TV by the the auto industry to vote no because they threatened the possibility of you know stalkers and potential harassers to be able to access those user that user data and it's like nah, not really no that's a lie sorry yeah we're not going to fall for that so that we got a resounding yes question 2 rank choice voting yeah, didn't fare as well as I thought. I voted yes. I wanted the ranked choice voting. As did I. Yeah, but you know, I guess better luck next time. It was it. It lost like fifty four to like forty five, like mm-hmm. fifty five to forty. And honestly, it, it, and I don't mean to sound like I'm a know it all. I think it was confusing for some people. I just don't think a lot of people understood exactly what it is. Well, so you introduced something I, that sounded mathy. Then like, yeah, it's too nerdy. Uh, that's for right. millennials. I don't know that. Just give me straight up yes or no, up or down, left or right. Yeah, black or white. Dogs and uh, cats. Living together. So, uh, and then there was a third non-binary question, like a third question that didn't, oh. I, I forget what they call it, but it's like, do you want Massachusetts within 20 years to be 100% reusable energy? Oh, Yeah. But I couldn't find the results on that. It's like it it had no teeth to it, but they kind of, hey, while you're all here, let me kind of throw this out there. I guess. Uh, maybe they recycled all those ballots. Ty- type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Lincoln Project we talked about, I don't know how much. I know that the people associated with the Lincoln Project have become rock stars. And I know they've become rock stars in the liberal world, that everybody's embracing them and having them on their shows. As you and I talked about, it's like, yeah, you're – Dr. Frankenstein and he's Frankenstein's monster and you created this guy and now you're trying to but at the same time late in the game two months ago they started targeting you know the worst of the worst the Lindsey Grahams and stuff like they weren't targeting conservative Republicans they were targeting Trump sycophants and it's like they were trying to stomp out Trumpism yeah so they were going but all the people they went after yeah, they all won. Like so, we we already set that. So, but now at least they happen- have lots of money. What happens? Right, and, and I saw so many people say, "Oh, why doesn't the Lincoln Project take that money and put it into these progressive causes?" You know, to fight Trumpism. Uh, like, uh, you know, there 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 is now we it will not get any coverage this week, and it won't get coverage next week because it's all about the transition and COVID. Dude, we are facing. There, there's there the, people keep saying there's two or there's three there are four epidemics going on in our country right now trumpism is one um covid is two i'm sorry covid's one <laughs> trumpism is two um the economy is three and tied to the economy but in a separate category the evictions have started yeah but like like there is an eviction epidemic in this country right now there is such a housing insecurity thing yeah, the Lincoln Project turned around and took like their their billion dollar war chest and kind of you know what? Well, let's keep people in their houses for six months and let's try to figure this out. Uh, but they won't. What? But I did. COVID right now is we're recording. It's worse than ever. And and I don't, dude. I don't want to be happy about things like. But you heard in the last twenty four hours, uh, Mark Meadows, um, who was the chief of staff for Trump. And uh, Matt Gates have both tested positive. And the thing about, you know, both of those guys, have you seen the footage? On Tuesday night, there was 400 people at the White House for a watch party, nobody wearing masks, and chief of staff comes down with COVID. So how many people 
like like the 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 super spreader event they had to show off the Supreme Court person they were going to push through was deemed a super spreader event, like a couple hundred people over like the next week, two weeks who were either related to or came into contact with people at that Rose Garden thing got COVID. Out of the 400 people in that room, you got Matt Gates in there, who, by the way, was famed. Remember when he showed up in Congress wearing a gas mask yes. to mock it? And it's like, yeah, well, you know what? Maybe you and your um, your adopted son, your adopted son, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, well, uh, what is the kid's name? Um, freshly saving chest Latino boy. <laughs> uh, but but they have COVID. I feel bad that uh, Rachel Maddow is now secluded because, I mean, she works so hard. This is like she can't go to the Super Bowl party. And she's not like the douchebag on the Dodgers who was like, yeah, I got I'm, I'm positive for this, but we won the World Series. So I'm but I'm go positively getting on the field when they win. <laughs> you know, she's like, this is her big moment. And she's like, yeah, I'll Skype in. Like, I, I want to be here. But she hasn't tested positive, but she came into close contact with somebody who did. And uh, let's see. We got the lawsuits to stop the counting, the QAnon praying woman. Let's see. Okay. Now, here is where a lot of people brought up this fact. I'm enjoying tonight. I'm enjoying this weekend. I'm gloating, you know, because I hate Trump. The bottom line, though, Joe, and and, and a smarter person after smarter person after smarter person has pointed this out. Donald Trump lost this election with the second most votes in the history of the United States. Yeah. I mean, when it's all said and done, he's going to clock in. Had he won had he won the election with 71 million votes, he would have had the record for most votes in US history. So he he actually is the most popular – he's the most popular incumbent in U.S. history based on the number of people who voted for him in re-election. Luckily, Joe Biden got you know, 75 million votes, and, and, and that's the thing. It's like he lost – You know, it's, I, I don't feel bad for him at all. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to say I, I feel bad for him, but he, he, um, he won an election – with 8 million less votes than he got this time. So he won the election with 63 million votes last time. Uh, or was it 63? and four? yeah. So Hillary had 3 million more votes than him. Yeah. So he won the election with 64 million votes. I forget, yeah. He got seven. I mean, Obama didn't get as many votes the second time as he did the first time. Like, like voting went down. But luckily, he, he, he won. Um, but Trump's numbers went up. Trump went up 7 million votes. 7 million more people saw kids in cages, saw the tweets, saw the racism, saw the gassing of people, and said, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I, I'd rather this than, you know. But don't forget, we were being facetious here. The voter count is higher because of the absentee ballots because of COVID. COVID pushed, COVID's doing a couple of things. Like they're, COVID is accelerating a couple of things. One, the way we vote in America, and two, the way we do business in America, the way we communicate in America. People are being forced to get on board with, you know, the digital age. So there's that. But, you know, I think if, unless the Republicans somehow seize control of everything again, uh, this mail-in ballot thing is going to be here to stay, at least in Massachusetts and maybe— No, uh, no, no, it's here to stay, period. Okay. Like, you can't—, you can't, you, can't, you, can't. Un, you can't put the genie back in the bottle? Thank you. But it's true. It's like his votes went up because of mail-in ballot, too. They didn't go up as much. But where it was successful 
where where there was no rampant voter fraud. I mean, when all said and done, you're going to have 150 million people have voted. Let's let's try to say as positive as we can. More people voted in this election than any election, and that's a good thing. It is a good thing. I think it's crucial if we get the Senate. There's a lot of shit we have to take care of right away. You, If you get the Senate, you have to take care of – you have to fucking railroad everything through because midterm elections, you're going to lose the Senate. Generally, that's what happens. You know, We know for a fact that, that we're talking about 60, 65 percent of Senate seats in this country are undisputed red or undisputed uh, – is that right now? About – yeah, I don't know, Joe. It's very hard. It's very hard for Democrats to hold – the Senate. Yep. It's almost impossible. So if you get the Senate in January, you have less than two years to get all the shit done. And the number one thing you got to do is you got to make D.C. a state so that you get those two Senate seats mm-hmm. and you got to protect the vote. You got to make voting a legal holiday. You got to make mail-in ballots. You got to make mail-in um, elections unanimous across the board. Every state has to have it. A- anyways, the the main point with this I wanted to say, 71 million Americans said we're okay with COVID, we're okay with kids in cages. I can't believe that 71 million people would support this racist piece of shit. But I don't think all 71 million Americans are bad people. I'm going to say half of those people, fuck them. You're never going to reach them no matter what you do. No matter what you do you're not going to get through to them they don't want you to get through to them they don't want to meet in the middle they don't want to meet if it's 90 percent in their favor and 10 percent you fuck you they're 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 trump they're they if if they don't get if the cvs doesn't have the gum they want they're gonna fucking burn that cvs down they're not gonna take another gum substitute even if it's free um you're not going to get them but Biden has his work cut out for him. Harris has her work cut out for him. You have to find your way to get to 20 million of them, you know, 20% of them. It can, it, is, there, is there a way – and, and, and it, I'll, I'll let you take over. It, what do you think the percentage of these 71 million people you can get – not to vote for him next time around, but maybe – have a conversation with how, how here's the thing how many how many gyms are out there like your buddy jim my friend ron like people who are on the other side how many of those people can we have a civil conversation with that if you say look i know you feel this way but here's the actual facts no here's okay you know you don't like this program but we can pay for it if we do X, Y, and Z. It's like, you know, and, and you can have a conversation with. How many? Uh, 5%. That's it? You, yeah. you think? Yeah, very low. Very low. Everybody's dug in. Look, people have made up their mind. Everybody's an expert. And um, it is what it is. That's just, you, you, can't, you can't please everybody, I guess. You just have to, and, I, and you know what? It may have always been that way. It may have always been that way. You know what? The it's kind of like COVID tests. The more tests we get, the uh, the more uh, COVID cases we find. You know, now we find we did a voting test. Oh, we look at all these voters that you know uh, have turned out for the election. I'm looking at the numbers, and 
according to Wikipedia, which is always accurate, the the percentage of eligible voters this year was 66% versus 59% last election, last, um, you know, 20, four years ago. But my point is this, is that I guess in order for them to, you're never going to turn them. They, they're just, you're not going to turn a lot of most people. They'll, I guess, at least not by facts or talking to them. Maybe you'll get, maybe you'll turn them by, I don't know, uh, curing the virus. Or okay, okay. Um, well, I mean, that, so that's so. Here's no, the thing: I, I, at the end of the day, no, because you brought up an excellent thing. It's like uh, the way I look at it is: Democrats try to give you stuff; Republicans try to take it away. Democrats try to give you health care; Republicans are trying to take it away. The Democrats are trying to have a stimulus package for the people getting evicted, not like the, the trickle down economics. I, I wrote down another one. It's like you know, it's it's one of those things where. Does Biden come in and try to work with the other side or does Biden come in and say, I, you know, I want to do to the Trump administration what he did to Obama, like the eight years of progress with the um, with the EPA, Mm -hmm. like like we put in all these laws to make the environment better. And the first thing he did is install a coal magnet as the head of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he literally put the fox in charge of the hen house. Yeah. And 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 my like when I when I think back of Obama 60% of the time I'm on the same page with him. 20% of the time I was like, well, I kind of wouldn't have wanted to go that way, but you know, I don't hate you for it. And 20% of the time I was what the fuck? And that 20% of the time I was what the fuck with Obama is like Dude, mm-hmm. how many times do you have to go there, extend your hand to shake, you know, the hand across the table and then kick you in the nuts? Mm-hmm. Like, like, at what point are you going to stop trying to meet in the middle? And I, I think I think a lot of it, his second term, instead of going balls to the wall and saying, hey, I'm never running for office again. I'm going to get the shit done the way I want to. I think he's like, well, I want to get shit done, but Hillary's going to need a good relationship with these people when I'm out of here. So let's have a level of civility on my way out. Let's have a level of decorum and, and, and conversations for us of dictatorship, you know, and, and governing by executive order. And no matter how many times, like I said, he was willing to host the Republican caucus at the white house for a brunch. They turned around the next day and not one, not, never once did anybody ever say, you know what? Yeah, the president brought up, you know, he cured cancer and they went on the mics the next day saying, this son of a bitch put all these oncologists out of work. You know, these cancer doctors have college debts to pay and this bastard over here cured cancer. What a bastard. Fuck him. So what, what do you think Biden should do? I think Biden should... A, fire everybody that's in the cabinet now, which is obvious. B, put in competent people who will reinstate the policies that were there before Trump got in, which I think I'm sure everybody underneath those heads of um, everybody that's under Betsy DeVos wants to do right by the, the United States uh, you know, Department of Education. So I think just by instituting a whole new cabinet, just by virtue of that, you're going to be putting things back on track by the way, the way that they're supposed to be. And 
you know, there are going to be bipartisan bills that are going to come up or bills that are going to come up that are going to need bipartisan support and are going to be there's going to be compromise. You're going to have to be willing to compromise. Now, look, Republicans aren't going to compromise. Their playbook is take, 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 as you said. But, um, you know, they're going to have Democrats are going to have to probably dig in their heels on climate change. They're going to have to not budge and not compromise. There are certain pick-your-battle issues. They're just going to have to dig their heels in and say, no, we're not compromising on this. Um, you know, we're not going to, you know, for every one windmill, we're going to give you two oil rigs kind of thing. <laughs> you know, there's there are going to be those types of issues that are just, you know, are too important to kowtow to Republican uh, legislators on. Um, so I think Biden's just going to have to, you know, he, he, he's been there before. He knows what to do. He's going to hire, he's going to have to hire a, a, a very good cabinet and lead by example. And yeah, they, he, he will, he, he's not going to, he's not Trump. And that's what, that's why we voted for him. We don't want a, a Trump on the Democratic side. You know, we don't want a guy who's going to be like, here's what we're doing, guys. And then, you know, be, we don't want a dictator. We need somebody who's going to be an executive leader. But if, but what do you so want? What do you want? Is that, is that a little bit of a contradiction? If, if you don't want a dictator, but this side won't work with you, how do you get it done? Uh, if the, <laughs> if, um, if the side, yeah, if the, mean, the Senate, the Senate's fifty-one forty-nine. Yeah, how do you expand the courts? Do you need? Do, do you? I guess. Do you need? Wait. Do you need the Senate? So, so the whole thing is he's going to put two more people on the, the Supreme Court. It's going to go to eleven people. I, he's not going to go to fifteen and put like you know eight, eight, eight of us on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if he expands it, and it's been eleven before, it's been like fifteen before. But if he expands it. Does he need the Senate to expand the court? Because whoever he puts up, what if, because they had said, Mitch McConnell, and I forget, I think it was Lindsey Graham also said it. They're not going to confirm anybody for the for, for the Supreme Court. They will go four years without putting somebody on the Supreme Court. Can you expand the Supreme Court without the Senate? And that's the kind of thing. It's like, okay, what laws can you pass? You You said it, and I agree with you. I'm hoping that out of the 71 million people, that some of them are my mom, that are good people that are naive, that are ignorant, that have just been getting bad information, and that if they if they stopped and listened to my niece who said, Grammy, the people who work for dad need a pathway to citizenship, and, and you like them, and you know how hard they're working – and have that conversation. Can you change 5% of them? But you're not going to change Mitch McConnell. You're not going to change Lindsey Graham. You're not mm -hmm. going to change, you know, uh, you know, uh, the people who a month ago were saying, put the military on the streets. Or, or what was it? Own the streets. You have to own the streets. Mm -hmm. It's like, so, so that's a scary thing. It's like, so. Got, got, hey, Jacques, can't, can't we just have this moment? 
Can't we just fucking have yes, this moment? You're right. Can, can you know, we fucking stop? So, oh, let's uh, let's, oh, by the way, guys, Republicans aren't going away. Did you remember that? Did you know that we really don't have any control even if Biden becomes the president? So, really, this presidency <laughs> is just a sham. Forget the next four years. It's over. Trump has already won the next no, four no, years. No, even no, was, the shadow of Trump is behind us. <laughs> What's, come on, man. Who's, hey, let who's me, Secretary let me, of State? Th- th- huh? Who do you make Secretary of State? Uh, I, well, I guess it's going to be Nancy House. Secretary, dude, how the fuck should I know? I'm a fucking idiot on a podcast that's you know so, listened so, so by do two you, by do seven you have, people. Do you, have, do you have a wish list? Do you no? Do you think, like, dude, I don't know anybody in politics. I voted for people who will know know somebody in politics. <laughs> that's why I voted for a guy to represent me. You know, that's is there anybody like like? By the way, that's the, that- thank God. The, thank God the public can only vote every you know year, two years. Oh yeah, on importance of every two years because. You know, if they had a vote on everything, imagine if the public had a vote on everything. Oh, that'd be all. Now, okay, what are, what are the three biggest things that you want to see him do in his first 100 days? Oh, uh, uh, well, uh, coronavirus task force, like a real, legit coronavirus task force. Get shit moving. Like, really, like, push on, you know, if there has to be a mandate on mask wearing uh, nationwide, fine. You know, if there has to be, you know, delegates or relegate some some actual funding into research and development of a, vi- a virus vaccine, like real live stuff, you know, St- and that's first hundred days. Second, get back into the Paris Accords, although I don't know. I think we're we're officially out. We're officially out of the Paris Accords. They'll welcome how, us in. <laughs> how, how, yeah. Like, do we what do we have to do to get back into the Paris Accords? Um, you know, like. Get back on board with, get in, yeah, get back in the good graces of our allies in, in, in Europe and in, in, other, in other continents around the world, and just get back into the into that. And then um, what the the the, the, next, the third thing, um, I don't know. Let's see, what else? Uh, eh, we, we I guess gun violence will have to take a backseat for a while. I don't know if we can do anything about that. Um, Maybe the student debt. Maybe we can do yeah, something about the student debt. How, how about the kids in cages? Where do you rank getting them out and well, reuniting uh, those I mean, families? Again, that's you know. I mean, it, we, we that should be an ongoing thing. Yes, that should be an ongoing thing. Getting them out and uh, you know, stop putting kids in cages. That's a, that's probably a, a, a right. And then the border wall thing. Maybe uh, stop stop the border wall. What, what are you going to do with the border all that border wall money? Maybe. Put it into helping the kids in cages, like you know, rebuild their life, pathway to citizenship. Give them better I mean, cages, I say. You know, put yeah, them yeah. <laughs> swankier Look, uh, cages. Oh, oh, uh, you know what? I mean, I don't know why they didn't appreciate the cages as much as Tuta did. <laughs> Tutor, Tutor, Tutor. I yeah. mean, look how excited Tutor. she was to. And the thing is. She got that cage to herself. She didn't even have to share that cage. Look how excited! Can't they be more grateful that you you give them these 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 great cages? But mm. that's you know I think I think that's a fun thing. It's like okay, do you you know where where does um, Mayor Pete is May is Mayor Pete the new Secretary of State? Is Mayor Pete like you yes? Know, uh, oh Yang, yes. Uh, yeah, dude, you're taking over all the money. Shit, you go over there. Oh, because he's Asian. Is that why? Dude, no. He's just good at math, and he happens to be Asian. I mean, right. it's like, well, right. I, look, I mean, look, I didn't ask him to be the chauffeur, okay? I didn't ask him to, to be his, the To chauffeur. your credit, he, he was the one who came up with the math pin that he would wear around on 
Do you remember right. when he, yeah, Andrew I Yang? I do. Talk about perpetuating a stereotype. You know, like an Asian guy wearing a math pin. You know, anyway. Uh, oh, hey, you want to hear how fucking tiny the world is? I'm going to start by for a second. One of management's friends on on Twitter tweeted out this Asian mathematician guy who had this really interesting thing. And I'm like, oh. And I shared it with Biff. So it came to me from one of the management's friends on Twitter. I send it to All-Star John and Biff. And Biff turns around and goes, that was my roommate's sophomore year at Caltech. Wow. And I'm like, oh, And I did. I, I text the guy. I'm like, hey, you know, I, I did this. And I'm first with Biff. Because, yeah, he got that name in college. Great name, right? And I'm uh-huh. like, you know, uh, his name was like like Jim Wang. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, I, I will put, you know, you know, give give – Cory Booker somewhere, you know, but the scary thing is like every senator that you pull out of there, you know, no, you, we know, you, I mean, you, you got to be strategic you, about this thing. You can't, you can't pull people I, out of the Senate. Look, look, I want. Well, I mean, that's why that's why Doug Jones got Jeff Sessions Senate seat. Like and, and Massachusetts is not as blue as you think. If you pull Elizabeth Warren out of there and make her. Secretary of State or something. We don't like want to that. start giving up Senate seats. What are you talking no, about? No, yeah. not at all. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. But it's like, you know, how, how who, who, as it is, Kamala Harris's seat is now up for grabs. Mm. You know that there's going to be a runoff in California for that. No, you're right, Joe. I want to end on a high note. Um, uh, we don't have anything in sport except to say that the Raiders have got hit by a huge fucking fine for for blatantly not following COVID things and not just. The team got like a million dollar fine. Gruden got like a half a million dollar fine. And the team lost a six round draft pick. So that's what it takes to get the sports world to take it more seriously. But uh, yeah, COVID, COVID's scary. But I do want to end on a high note. Um, I, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for our nation as a whole. I've been loving watching the people on the street dancing and people on the street saying that. I feel like it's my country again. I feel like, you know, people like my my wife, who is the daughter of an Asian immigrant, who just feels like seeing a woman of color as a vice president. Um, what what's the word I'm looking for? Like um, inclusion. You know, like when when you see somebody on a movie screen who doesn't look like me. Like the the reaction that people had. You know, when, when the, the reaction people had with Black Panther and how they felt like, oh, fuck, yeah, like this is this is that's how my wife feels. And that's how a lot of other people are feeling right now. Yes. You know, we're replacing one mid 70 year old white guy with another mid 70 year old white guy. But I think and we know that the administration is going to look a lot different, like the group photos aren't going to be. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the 27 New York Yankees, you know what I mean? It's Joe like, Biden is 77 years old. No, you are wrong, my friend. He is 77 years young. <laughs> um, and, and look, and I don't, I, I had it. I had just made a note for myself. I, I didn't know if you wanted to talk. I'm talking about do we reach out to these 71 million people? 70 fucking 1 million people said, I want more of that. Um, And I was going to ask, it's like, you know, about the lawsuits and about who's going to get locked up. And do we go after the people? You know what? Fuck that. It's negativity I want to enjoy today. I want to enjoy this week. There's time to get into that later. Um, But I, I feel 
like this weight has been lifted. Yes, I'm afraid of the next two months. I'm afraid of what Mitch McConnell and Trump can get done in the next two months. I'm, I'm very afraid of, you know, him burning the thing down on his way out. I mean, we know he's going to do that. We know that there's still a chance that he resigns and Mike Pence pardons him. We know there's going to be an abuse of power. But as of today, 75 million people voted for change and voted for the America that you and I want to raise our kids in. And, you know, I have I have a 10 year old who was born into a world of a black president and now, you know, a woman of color being vice president. And and that's what I want. I want this for my country. I want inclusion. I want different voices. I want civility. <laughs> you know, I I think Joe Biden is a lot smarter than me. You know, I want Joe Biden to be making these big decisions on COVID. You know, I, I, I want that. I, I want to get back to where I'm looking up to my president, not looking down. I want my news to stop talking about fucking Donald Trump every day for the last 1300 days. Oh, it's 365 times four. And just stop. Just stop. Stop talking about him. Stop talking about him. He's imagine imagine a world where he's not talked about. And we're focusing on issues, like real issues. And I know we've been focusing on issues because a lot of those issues have been stemming from Donald J. Trump being in the news constantly. So let's see what what, what a world looks like without Trump in the news constantly. But who knows if that's not gonna ever happen because he won't be in the White House, but he's not going to go away necessarily. But we'll see. We'll see what. We'll see. Who knows what the future holds? The future well, isn't know, written. We can they, make it anything they, we want it to be. They, that I really hope that you and I lead the way for the media, Joe. It's like everything that Biden is going to do. There's going to be a tweet. There's going to be an awful comment. Let him go on one American news. Let him go on Fox. Don't cover it. Don't cover it, MSNBC. His, like, honestly, his opinion come January 20th is as important as mine. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They should, they should treat his tweets and his outrage and his second guessing like, okay, dude, you did a really bad job at this. Your, the first line of your obituary should read one term impeached presidents. Donald J. Trump died today. You know what I mean? On his gold toilet. Like, that's it. You're done. You had your moment. You fucked a lot of shit up. Now just, it, but, it, but it takes CNN. It takes MSNBC. It takes you. It takes me. It takes people unfollow him. Oh, did you hear what he said? No. Oh, you got to let me tell you what he said. No, I don't. Like, yeah. let's talk about anything else except let's talk about the weather. Like, literally, <laughs> let's talk about... Anything I look, show me your old vacation photos. I'd rather look. <laughs> Do you I'd have any timeshares you want to sell me? <laughs> I, let's sit down. I will buy you a cup of coffee and you tell, right. tell you me. You know what? I do want to uh, read the Book of Mormon now. I, I am interested in <laughs> oh, a third ver version of the Bible. Yeah, anything. Just, but yeah, make him go away, erase him, stop. You know, please don't make us have to enact a law like they did in Germany and Hitler. Right. You know, but it, 
it's up. We here's the thing. We know there's going to be more Penny's Burger dresses over the next week, the next month, the next two months. He, you know, and and what happens with his individual lawsuits from different states and whatever happens with investigation, all that. Yeah, it's news and it will come up, but we don't need to know what the horse is doing in the hospital. And we need mm-hmm. to lobby CNN to stop talking about him or, hey. If you can't stop talking about him, we have to stop watching. Him. Exactly. That's where boycotting comes in. You know. You know. You know we'll, we'll, we 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 we've done it before. I get. Well, maybe we haven't. I don't know. We've never stopped watching. And we have to watch everything that's on the news. I don't I bet, know. I bet like people like John. I bet John Oliver will come out and say something like that. Like you know what? We've decided going forward we will have thirty seconds dedicated to Donald Trump every episode. And that's it. (laughs) No, no, I don't want that. I don't want any. I want want zero fucking seconds dedicated to Donald Trump after he leaves the White House. I want it gone. He's over, baby. Over. Don't even say his name. The the last president, we've overturned this rule that the last president put in. We have we the 45. We'll call him 45. 45. And uh, yeah, no, I'm done. I'm actually pretty excited to. You know, as we already said a thousand times, we're recording this on Saturday night. I'm looking forward to holding my wife's hand, sitting on the couch with our two sons and and watching Vice President-elect Kamala Harris speak and then Joe Biden. And we know what he's going to say. He's going to talk about, you know, coming together. He's going to talk about um, civility. He's going to talk about COVID. He's going to talk about you know, the bright future we have in front of us and the challenges. We know what he's going to say, but I'm looking forward to hearing him say it. I'm looking forward to a grown up talking. I'm looking forward to a presidential speech that doesn't have name calling, that doesn't have, um, I'm going to, I'm going to solve this problem. Well, how are you going to solve it? No, I'm looking forward to saying, look, we're going to do this. And it's going to be tough, but we're going to do it together. I'm, I'm looking forward to a speech about how the the tide rises all boats. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing a win-win speech and, and, and to start to turn the page um, on the negativity. And uh, I am. I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to the collective sigh of relief of like, Okay, now now we can get to work. I'm looking forward to the chemotherapy. <laughs> Seriously. Like, we all have cancer, and we're going to go through the treatment. It's going to be bumpy. It's going to hurt. It's going to suck. But in the end, it'll justify the means because we'll be rid of them and hopefully start weeding out the other ones. But, you know, that that's going to take more time than we have. You got right a parenting now. tip? Oh, we're not talking about TV and fun stuff like that? Or? Uh, we- I, I, well, yeah, sh- uh, um, Shit Creek, we are closing in on the end of the season, uh, on the end of season six. Um, the amount of time I cry on that show, and maybe it's just because I'm <laughs> emotional anyways. Uh, I could not love character development more to see. And it's interesting because we're watching six years over the course of six weeks, you know? Yep. Um, and it's funny because... This storyline where these two people are, you know, getting married. It's like, wait a minute. Didn't they just be? Oh, 
Right. That was two years ago that uh, it was, you know, in between these 12 episodes was two seasons type yeah. thing, you know. Uh, but but it is uh, Mandalorian, you know, uh, season two is, is just as great as season one so far. Uh, you know, management is relearning the heart life lessons again that, you know what? For the run of this show that's going to be eight episodes or ten episodes, you should probably unfollow everybody that's going to mention the show so I don't have to hear while you're watching the show how you knew that was going to happen because this person spoiled it. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. like, you know, no, I didn't know that, you know, that Baby Yoda had a twin clone on it. Oh. because uh, but i did i've unfollowed so many things so i don't know you know and um, you love to not know i love to not know so um so that's what that's what i'm 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 pretty much all about is is shit creek which uh you know and i'm gonna say something that i've already said on the podcast and it really shouldn't matter i mean it should be this insignificant enough that i don't matter but there is a storyline between david and his and his you know boyfriend that I cry all the time that I'm so invested in their relationship in such a absolute positive way that I maybe maybe Jim and Pam season two season three of of the office I was as invested in hmm. and uh, honestly it's the writing on it is so fantastic um and, and i do i i i i love like eugene levy and but but that that relationship is probably one of my favorite storylines in tv in a very long time wow yeah i i have to get back into it i started a season one and then never got back into it because i like listening to my podcast and doing my puzzles <laughs> no, well, see, the, the, the interesting thing is season one, you know, the whole show, as we talked about, you know, Dan Levy thought, what if the Kardashians lost all their money tomorrow? And they're awful people. And how would they deal with losing everything? And to be honest, season one was OK, you know, and, and the wife had me watch a little bit and it was OK. I didn't like them. They, they weren't the best people. What's made the series so great without giving anything away is seeing they weren't bad people. They just. They were drawn that way. You know, they were they were, you know, it's like they were a result of the world that they 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 grew that the the son and daughter grew up in. You know what I mean? And the growth of all these characters while holding on. To some of their awfulness, like, but in a, in a, in a, in an endearing way, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like when they say, uh, you know, oh, you know, um, yeah, you know, this is probably the worst dinner party I went to. Oh, no, the worst dinner party I ever went to was at Rob Lowe's house. The time that he tried to, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then they catch themselves saying it to somebody who, oh, wait. Who's Rob Lowe? You know what I mean? It's like they're like drop the name and it's like and and it becomes endearing. You know, uh, they just look, we were just talking about this for the last hour and a half. I don't want to hide my head in the sand and pretend everything's great. But 
you know, not everything is awful. Not every, not everything has to be awful. You can choose to find the good in people. You can choose to find, you know, if you don't want to have to be scared all the time, don't watch horror movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, if you want to laugh, watch a great stand-up special. Put on some Tom Papa. You know, you don't have to, you know, listen to me. <laughs> Choose happiness is what you're saying? Choose happiness. I, I see, I, I, when you can. Because sometimes you can't. Sometimes you get you get heaped, you know, pile of shit after pile of shit. And on your day off of the shit factory... You don't have to watch, you know, a rerun. You know, like when I go back and watch old Bruins games, I, I watch the, you know, 1972 Cup final. <laughs> I don't watch the 1974 Cup final. Uh, when when I want when I I haven't done it, but there's going to be days where I'm just going to go and and watch old Super Bowl highlights from the Patriots. And I'm going to watch the Atlanta Super Bowl. I'm going to watch the, the the two Rams Super Bowls. Right. I'm not going to watch the Eagles Super Bowl. There were some great plays in that game. Seahawks won. Don't forget the Seahawks won. You know, there uh, Malcolm Butler. I, you know, oh, the Butler did it. You know, I, I, I'm going to choose to take a pass on the Giants. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so... You know, I couldn't choose to pass on the Giants that day, and uh, and Seattle could have chose not to pass to Malcolm Butler. But anyway, so basically, so, yeah. you're unfollowing sadness, right? When you can when you can when you can, Jacques. You must have a parenting tip to uh, to leave these people with one one parenting tip, just one, please. Every vote matters, and and my sons have seen it. Like as we're sitting there on the couch watching, and you see Biden has. 49.4 and Trump has 49.3 and 0.5 write it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because because somebody wrote you know other you know it's like you got the third party candidate the Kanye to, West vote yeah he, he got 60,000 votes and and he didn't get them all in one state but if he got those 60,000 votes in Nevada Biden loses. Yeah, right. And and even if you're voting for the other guy, I mean, the last election came down to 70,000 votes split in three swing states. Three swing states were decided by 20,000 votes, 25,000 votes. And this election, same thing. Georgia is going to be five. At the end of the day, I think five million people vote in Georgia. Five thousand people determined who the president was in that mm-hmm. state every fucking vote matters and 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 my sons are seeing this and and like you know van jones said it's like i feel good sitting there with my sons watching them watch this process in real time this is history and my biggest parenting tip and takeaway is and we've talked about this on the podcast i talk about it with my sons if your vote didn't matter they wouldn't try so hard to take it away if it didn't matter, they want to try so hard to keep you from voting. And so when you get to vote, know what you're voting for. Do a little research or, or don't. But you know what I mean? Don't waste your vote because there are no wasted votes. Well said. Well said. And that's that's a fine way to, to end it. And by end it, I mean end it. Folks, Jacques... Biff, All-Star, 
Floor. Who else? Who else? Who are the regulars? Uh, Roddy. Roddy. Roddy in North Carolina. Yep. Hunt. Come on. You give know, him a shout Dan. Out. Yeah. Um, so Joe, uh, you know, so, so uh, I'm sorry. You, you speak. <laughs> Folks, all good things must come to an end. And I think the, the whole point of this p- little podcast that we've done for three and a half years, probably the three and a half worst years in a way of our lives, um, it was all, it all stemmed from this, this frustration about Donald Trump. Oh my God, can you believe this world and this country and where it's headed? And, you know, we needed, we needed an outlet. We need to talk about this with somebody and talking to each other about it is fine, but is there a way we can reach more people to bitch about this guy too and the way of the world and what we think should happen? And we started this little podcast and at first, it started off very fun. You know, we were doing our sideshows. We were talking about all sorts of uh, opinions on all sorts of matters, whether it's sports, religion, politics, pop culture, you name it. We, we had an opinion on it. Jacques definitely had at least four or five opinions <laughs> on each of them. And this was really Jacques' podcast. This is the Jacques podcast. Jacques needed a, a way. If he actually approached me in a way to... To, to start a podcast so that you, you wanted to feel some sort of creativity, um, some, have some sort of creative outlet, and, and a way to just, you know, vent. And so, you know, I learned how to do a podcast because, you know, A, I'm a nerd. B, I, you know, thought, yeah, that sounds like something that middle-aged white guys are doing nowadays. Let's, let's give it a shot. So I, you know, did the research, got the equipment, hobbled this thing together. And, uh, you know, somehow it made it work. And, uh, you know, I learned how to edit audio a lot better. I learned how to, um, I learned how to do a lot of doctoring, a lot of trimming, a lot of chewing, uh, trimming the fat, trimming the, uh, the ums, the clicks, the, the things that I shouldn't say to public, uh, in public. And um, I might, I'm not going to edit this podcast. This, is the, this particular podcast I'm not editing. And you're going to get it bone, bones and all. This is you're gonna see you're gonna get the entire hour and forty five minutes or whatever this is of this podcast. Um, a because I'm lazy, but B this my friends the episode one sixty five of Carnival Personnel, as I'm going to title it, mission accomplished. This is our final regular podcast. This is our final podcast. We've done it every week for. 165 weeks and for the most part and I, I think and I went to Jacques about this a couple of weeks ago I, I, I think I, I think we've ha- I think we've had enough me I, I personally have had enough I um, I felt very sad to bring this up to Jacques because I know how much this podcast means to him and you know it's it's a uh, it's it's something that you're very passionate about and you like to do and it gives us a chance to hang and talk and stuff and you know and also for you to communicate to your friends who you haven't seen in person in god knows how long um you know but you've also through the podcast you've introduced me to a lot of your friends you know i i i'm now a, a an extension of the fnh crowd in in some weird way so with for that i'm very happy but um for as far as me ending the podcast for, I'm going to say I'm ending the podcast. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm being the axe man on this one. I'm, I'm ending the podcast. 
I thought that after three and a half years, I've always wanted to be like a writer and, an enter- you know, do some entertaining in some way, shape, or form. I tried stand-up comedy eons ago, realized I couldn't do that. Thought maybe I can try my hand at podcasting because I, I listen to the radio all the time. I listen to Howard Stern and those guys. I could, Let's see what I can do. And it turns out I can't do it very well. And I have to edit myself. I have to listen to myself a lot. And I have to realize that I'm not good at this. I'm not proud, not necessarily of the podcast, but of my contribution to the podcast. I feel very uncomfortable doing this podcast. I like talking to Jacques. I like, you know, mixing it up and doing little bits here and there. Uh, You know, we were able to do song parodies and stuff, and that was fun. We would do a game every now and then. Um, You know, my self-indulgent theaters, of course, are legendary. Legendary. Yes. Um, But as I would listen back to it, I just couldn't stomach, uh, not in a Woody Allen way where I'm like, oh, my God, I just can't watch myself on screen. Even though I'm a genius, I can't watch my genius (laughs) on screen. The genius is unbearable. No, it's a, oh, I don't sound like Jimmy Stewart all that much. Oh, I'm I'm really stammering through this sentence, and I shouldn't be. And I have to cut this entire part out. The, the world isn't going to hear my opinion of this Super Mario game because I can't stomach how I try to cobble that sentence together extemporaneously off the top of my head. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm not a broadcaster. I'm not a podcaster. I'm an odd caster is what I'm saying. I'm an odd guy. And it's uncomfortable for me to publish this day after day after day or week after week. I, I and I just told Jacques, look, I've had enough. I think I think we've done enough. And I think the best way for us to go out would be on hopefully a Biden victory. You know, at the end at the end of the Trump uh, dynasty, if you will, <laughs> at the end of the Trump era. You know, maybe maybe I, and I'm. I'm saying this to you now, Jacques. Maybe we'll, I'll leave the door open for the occasional sideshow. You know? The occasional, you know, a Christmas special or something. Maybe, you know, one-offs here and there. But as far as the weekly podcast goes, I, I think we've done all that we could do. I think we've brought our little world together. I think we've torn some of our friends apart, I'm sure. I'm sure basically everybody who listens to this podcast are your friends. They are not my our, friends. Our friends. No, I, I don't have uh, any friends. I've uh, learned uh, that I, I, you know. Price is right. right. Like you went down a list mm-hmm. of, of all the guests that we have. Oh, I'm going to. All I'm gonna of thank, them consider you. Okay. I'm going to thank you. So let, let's talk about that. And while we're wrapping this thing up, I mean, I, I made a list of all of the guests that I could think of that we've had on the show. Uh, you know, we've had our regular, you know, senior Republican correspondent, Jim. Um, we had Mike Sully Sullivan. Um, uh, how many last names am I allowed to use? I want to all of it. Okay, uh, we had uh, John and Sam Hershek. Um, yep. We had you know Biff. What's your last name? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I, 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 no, I'll send it to you. Yeah. And, and and wish you the best of luck with it. <laughs> I mean, we've had Biff in my house for Christ's sake. Um, we uh we've met uh you know that uh. The, the guy from uh, Arlington Community Media, Jonathan, we've had him as a guest. Tracy Funbags, the clown, um, she was our, uh, a fine guest. Uh, Chris, a Resident Evil expert. Unfortunately, we won't be able to talk about Resident Evil 8 this year. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll do it next maybe year. Maybe we will. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, doors open, I guess. 
Uh, you know, uh, Jenna Robbins, you mentioned earlier. Uh, she was a guest on our podcast. Um, Richard Mullins from, um, you know, Tales from the Tour Bus, right? Uh, Mike Judge's Tales from the Tour Bus on uh, H- Showtime. I think that was yeah, a Showtime show. Something like, yeah, yeah. Our, our friend Peter, A.J. Price is right. Uh, Rodney. You know, the game show aficionado, co-aficionado of mine. I might start a, I might start a podcast with Rodney. I, I, I listen each and every <laughs> fucking week. Um, Robert, who, the arcade guru. Yep. Uh, how is it? We don't know what his arcade is, his situation is like. I hope there's more. Uh, you know, w- with the shutdown, I'm happy for people like him who have, you know, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I can't leave my house for the next five months. I know, right? Um uh, Alex from Gold Star Boulevard. Well, I would have forgotten that one. Yes, you would have. Uh, Dave Mirabella sat in yeah. for an episode. Um, yeah, I know. I, God help me if I'm leaving somebody out. Do you, am I leaving anybody out though? Off that, I, 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 I was writing him down as you went. It's like, oh right, Sam came on, but I forgot. I forgot John. I forgot. And we talked know, about the, yeah, the, the it was blackjack. Yeah, yeah. You I know. mean, no, no, and and and, and like I, I told Joe a while ago, it's like. You know, Joe, Joe, I, I wanted to do this. Like Jim had mentioned doing something with Joe and they kind of had a little different idea. And then like always I come in as a bull in a China shop and, and kind of change direction. Of or a horse and, in a hospital. No horse. What is a horse doing? And then when you can't hear the horse. <laughs> um, but but I did. I, 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 I needed something after the last election and this in many ways has just been great it's also just giving me a chance to talk to joe i mean i t- there's a i have like you know like three different groups of people that i text with all day every day there, there's john biff and all-star there's the the fitchburg beyond did guys and then there's joe and sometimes you know the formal edition crowd you know mm-hmm. and it's and it's nice but i don't get to see my friends that much and i'm a project driven person um um so you know, you know i i brought this up you know on the podcast recently i love dan cray I, I like more than i can put into words i would jump on a grenade for him without a moment's hesitation i've only seen dan maybe five times in the 30 years we've been near soulmates um Without playing drums, you know, and, 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 but, but that's the thing. It's like when I would live in L.A. or Qatar and I come back and I see Dan, it's like, oh, I'll meet you at the rehearsal space. I'll come over and jam. We'll talk before. We'll talk after. But it's the same thing. It's like there's so many hockey guys in L.A. You know, I don't know how many times I've, I've hung out with All-Star Tommy away from a hockey rink or a Friday night, you know, uh, you know, um, a get together at Biff's house, you know, I mean, that's just the way it is. And I don't have a lot of time to just sit downstairs and talk with a friend for two hours on a Friday night, unless it's for something like this. And it's like, and, and Joe and I will still do this. I mean, I mean, you know, when, when Joe talks about being a writer, my awful stand up that no one has seen and no one probably will see because I won't be able to do it for at least another year. All the good jokes were written by Joe. So, I mean, we will still communicate, but what the thing that I've liked best about this is it gives me an excuse to, to do this. You know what I mean? It's like, if I don't have a reason to do something, I tend not to do it. Like I, I, I get in shape when, I'm going to go to Phoenix and play hockey or 
you know, the same thing. Like, you know, uh, you get in shape to fit in a wedding dress. You know, you get in shape to... You're a goal-oriented person. And so the fact that we are doing this, it's a, it doesn't mean I'm going to text with Joe any less. I might text with him more. Uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I have this... And we've talked about a little bit on the podcast. Joe and I have talked about it. Um, I have a writing opportunity that I just can't I just can't seem to get past step three on. And maybe I rope Joe into every Friday for two hours working with me on that, you know, just to have this. I mean, the best part about doing this is just just being able to talk, you know, with, with somebody you absolutely love that you look up to. I love you, Jacques. That, that you think, I, I mean, I'm so blessed with so many great friends. And the key ingredient with all of my friends across the board is they're all good people. Uh, they're all good people, first and foremost. Super smart. Like, I honestly do not like to hang out with people who aren't super smart. And the people I choose to be around across the board are smarter than me. And I just feel smarter being around smarter people. And the third common thing, whether it's All-Star, whether it's Biff, whether it's you, um, funny, just, just really funny. And, And in a shitty world where it's one kick in the nuts after the next, it's, just a laugh or cry situation and I choose to be around people like John Taylor who in the worst of times can make me laugh and time and time again Joe you've picked me up off the mat with just the right reference at the right time the right punchline at the right time the specific wrong punchline at the right time to get a laugh to to, to zig when I knew you were going to sag type thing and honestly uh, and Joe and I've talked about this. I'm okay taking a break. I'm okay walking away. There's been so many times when we've done this, when I've been on the other side of the world and we forced this and the schedule hasn't worked. And in the three and a half years we've done this, you, you, you told me earlier and I wrote it down. This is the 165 podcast. We've done 165 podcasts in the last 170 weeks. Like you can count the number of times we've missed probably on one hand, no more than two. In the last 170 to 75 weeks, we've done 165 of these in 60 sideshows. And the sideshows are the most fun. They're, they're more targeted. And I've told Joe, maybe we take a break and we come back just doing sideshows. Maybe we take a break and we don't come back at all and the break continues forever. <laughs> maybe we take a break and we come back, you know, when we started the podcast – like as we talked about, I I don't know the work that Joe puts into it because I would never do it. Not I would never I would never do the work that he does to put into it. But you know, but but the thing the thing that you know I do like is is the getting together and the and the planning it and the doing this. But at, at, like I said, if if it's not fun, if the thing you do to have fun and blow off steam isn't fun, you stop doing it. And I wasn't good at this at the beginning. I'm not good at it now, but we got better. And we didn't know what we were doing. The show took shape, but I couldn't stop saying certain words (laughs) that I've grown as a person because of this podcast. Like Joe, and again, being around somebody smarter, being around somebody funnier, it's made me funnier. It's made me smarter. And it's made me a better person. Stop saying certain words that I shouldn't be saying as a white guy 51 years old 
you know, if we come back, great. If we don't come back, it doesn't mean that this wasn't just the best. I had the best time in high school. I had the best time in college. I had the best time with Beyond It. I had the best time in guitar. I had the best time with the FNH. This is just another chapter that I don't look back on and say it was anything but great. If it comes back and it changes formats where we're only doing sideshows, great. If it comes back and we're doing almost the same format, except we now treat the T word like we do the R word. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'm fine with, and I mean that it's like, I, I, whatever, whatever happens, happens. And, and, and I cannot say thank you enough for the physical man hours you put in to do this and the time that you carve out. It doesn't change anything except I just, you know, miss the structure and format because with the ADHD, with my ADHD and, and you and your things, autism, <laughs> unless there is this, like I, you know, I've been talking about doing stand up comedy. Joe and I did stand up comedy in 98, yeah, 99. I'm doing it again in the year 2000, in the year 2000, because there was a reason to do it. Like, like I was supposed to go on tour and do it. So instead of, having these notebooks that I would find around the house with half-written notes or ideas or or texts back and forth. They're like, hey, I got an idea about this and I never follow up on. It gave me an excuse to round up the notebooks, put them all down on a piece of paper, and work it out with you. And that's what this has done. Year 2020, by the way. Well, when I started, oh, when okay. I started doing the tour, the tour was put together in 2009. Anyway, but but yeah, but but – I did. You know, it's been great doing this because, again, it gives me an excuse. It gives me a catalyst to see somebody who I love, who I look up to, who's funny. I want to do more. And if we do more, great. If we don't, it doesn't mean that it wasn't awesome and it doesn't change anything. And, and the few people who listen, there's nothing I like better than when a friend I haven't heard from in a while says, hey, I heard the podcast and you said this. Or a, a friend who – will send me a text and it doesn't register right away. It's like, oh my God, that's a callback to something Joe said two weeks ago, like Mm -hmm. a specific thing. And I love it. And so, but at the same time, I told Joe a few weeks ago, you know, if the thing we started to make ourselves happier is now the thing that is making us unhappy, you stop doing, hey, doc, it hurts my arm when I go like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, then don't go like this, you know. Uh, so I don't know what happens, but Joe, I mean, the ride's been awesome, and I'm going to stop talking now so I don't start crying. Well, I love you, Jacques. I love you, man. And, um, and don't forget, I almost forgot Renetsky. Renetsky was Oh, my yeah. God. Jesus. She wasn't on the sideshow, so she was, uh, I missed my radar. But yeah, Renetsky, thank you for being a, a, a fellow podcaster for a day like queen for a day you are podcaster for a day um yeah it's been fun i guess i mean what my son my sons did the did the uh new year's eve thing oh the the, the april fool's thing that time that's right yeah remember they start um chip boy joe's oldest son connor you know what well, it's you know just we've played his music before we should play should have played his music more you know was just absolutely brilliant with the wkrp thing so it's and that's been another nice thing involved my kids think we're awesome because of this yeah remember the galaga theme that we did a bunch of uh, years <laughs> and years ago well yeah yes. yeah he, he connor put that together and collaborated with uh, me on that yeah so you know th- there were some good things that came out of this it's just, it's just i don't know i'm 
I, I'm starting to realize I'm a lazy person and I don't want to do the work anymore, I guess. For now, at least for now, I don't know. Maybe something will happen where down the road I'll be like, you know what, stupid, that was fun. and You should do that again. And then, you know, hopefully Jacques will still be here and not in some country's name that I can't pronounce. You know? <laughs> Where they don't have electricity. Well, they'll always have electricity where Jacques goes because he's got to plug in his PlayStation somewhere. Um, you know, yeah. So this is uh, this is the this is not. I guess not the end, but maybe the end. The end question mark of the podcast. So thank you to everybody who listened. Thank you to everybody who you know got somebody else to listen, even for a day. That was nice. Uh, thank you for anybody who you know, decided to follow us on social media. Hey, if you're on social media, by the way, and you, you're hearing this episode, just let us know that you heard the episode and you liked it by texting Jacques directly. No, by, <laughs> by putting a little, just, I'm not, I've never done this in the history of our podcast that I think, but like the episode somewhere, just like a little, boop, just like a little ying, like that you heard it and you, you appreciate it. Just, you know, use, so we use Facebook for good for once. That's the only thing. I, I kept the Facebook uh, page up because, ah, eh, fuck it. Um, I wasn't contributing to the downfall of society like some other Facebook pages out there. Um, just let me know that you, you you listened, you liked it, and you appreciate it. And then that would, that would mean the world to me. Um, so, yeah. And um, one last thing I want to say to Jacques is I'm going to do one last self-indulgent theater. I'm going to ad-lib it, and it's going to be paraphrased. I'm going to do, you know, it, it's very short. Um, to my big brother Jacques, the richest man in town. You know? That's it. So that's, uh, that's all I got to say. And um, thanks again, everybody. That's been, it's been nice. And enjoy your fresh new America. You're welcome world <laughs> we uh you couldn't have done it without us i mean no that's not a way to just, that's not a good way to end it i guess um wait, oh, oh is your thing not working is your buzzer not working uh you're you're you can play your it died oh your sound your sound machine oh, died my fucking god i mean i can replace the battery but how how sim beginning how <laughs> symbolic is that Your sound effect machine with a fake applause and laughter died. Oh, man. I guess with that, I'm just going to say, don't forget, a wet bird never flies at night.